here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. everybody welcome to this edition of the new japan purocast your weekly audio source for all things in the world of new japan pro wrestling my name is colin miller being joined alongside by a less than 100 percent damon mcdonald here this morning damon what's going on man <laughs> i didn't want you to spill the beans and uh make excuses for a uh, piss poor performance possibly today by me but it's been a rough week for me, and uh, very busy, very hectic schedule, and um, I woke up this morning, dude, and I felt like like malaria hit, <laughs> and currently, if, if I took a picture and tweeted this picture, I look like the, like, you know how, like, when in, in cartoons, they'll have, like, you know, the stereotypical sick person who has, like, a thermometer in their mouth and, like, nine blankets on them and everything? That's me. I have a fever of... I have, a, I have a fever of the sun right now. <laughs> so needless to say, there was no extravagant breakfast this morning then. Uh, no, right now I'll tap it against the mic. That tap is a Red Bull to give me the wings that I might need. Uh, anytime you want to sponsor us, Red Bull, just say the word. <laughs> um, and no, no, uh, no delicious egg, uh, no delicious... Uh, English muffin. It's a pure Red Bull. I haven't had anything to eat today. Um, just a lot of fluids and liquids. So listen, I'm going to give it my all. I'm not going to. I'm going to not going to make any excuses. You're still going to get the Damon that you love. And um, but uh, yeah, I'm a little under the weather. My throat has a little scratch. You know how like you when you uh, you wake up and you're like, oh, <clears throat> I must I must just need a drink of water and <clears throat> and you know you're. You know, have that little little rawness in your throat, and you don't think anything of it, and then you're just avoiding the inevitable because you know that you're going to get you know, typhoid fever in about 20 minutes. <laughs> so uh, that's that was me last night. I got home from covering a Flyers game at a concert. And listen, I was probably around so many people and so many opportunities to catch something. Um, I'm surprised they lasted this long, but I'm here. We're going to make this happen. We're gonna we're gonna do this with with energy. We're not gonna. We're not gonna we're not gonna f around here. We're we're doing a pure cast. People depend on us, Colin. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the time that Shawn Michaels went into in your house mind games and mm-hmm. wrestled mankind with the flu. Yeah. That's what this I- reminds me of. And he put on a killer match. Listen, how about Togi Makabe? How about that pussy? Huh? He gets the <laughs> he, he gets the flu. He's sitting out. They're they're holding up belts. You know, you got Hamna coming in 
but uh, no, I'm here. There ain't no, there ain't, I'm not tagging out to anybody else. I'm no, working Damon. this match. You are, you are like the, uh, you're the Ishii actually of the Puro cast, I think. I, I think I'm the Aki Bono. <laughs> the way I feel. The very large, portly gentleman. All right, very good. But I'm here, and I'm and I'm a hundred a hundred percent vested in here, Colin. So don't 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 let this illness be an excuse. So I want to thank everybody, as always, for tuning in, and uh, we got some uh, great responses to our power struggle preview shows uh, last week. But uh, right now, we want to get into these two road to power power struggle shows that happened over the weekend, and Damon, we have a good show to talk about, and a very good show to, to, to talk about and uh why don't we get into this one from october 23rd this uh took place in um now don't uh crucify me for the pronunciation here but the toko rozawa civic gymnasium and you know sometimes i love to watch a good grimy pro wrestling show that takes place in a basketball gym <laughs> and that's kind of what this was. This was indie pro wrestling. Yeah, right? I <laughs> I like, dig it. Yeah, I, I I sometimes these shows drive me crazy, you know, and sometimes these shows are really treats. Uh, know what I really liked about this show? I I think the crowd was an easy crowd. Yeah, right? that's what you I know, was thinking too. You know, there were there were you know there were the things that they did that were simple and first gear stuff worked, and and they were eating it up. And there were times they were sitting on their hands a little bit, but there were other times where they would just, I don't know, it just felt like a crowd that was there to have a good time and be entertained. And um, I don't know, I dug it. I, I, I just Maybe maybe he got me in a good mood. You know, I woke up on the right side of the bed. But I, I, I thought this was, I thought this was a good show. And I looked online and, I'm, and I see a lot of people just, you know, kicking it to the curb and telling it to get up the street. I thought this was good. I, I, I really did. And I think there's a lot to enjoy out of this show. Yeah, I agree. As as far as single cam road two shows go, I really enjoyed this a whole hell of a lot. And you know the the atmosphere kind of reminded me of that Chikara show that I went to a couple months ago in Easton, Pennsylvania, in a mm. in a gymnasium uh, out in the middle of uh, farm country. And the crowd for the show it was it was a crowd of eight hundred and eighty two. And like you said, I, I I thought that they were I thought that they were really into this show for the most part. And I don't think that we need to do a full match by match synopsis here, but there were some uh, some good matches here on this card. Um, how about that one with uh, Alex Shelley, Kushida, Mascara Dorada, and Taguchi taking on the Bullet Club? I like this match. I I I thought this match was, you know, I'm, I'm watching it and. I, and you know me, I'm not a big, huge comedy guy, right? And I'm not a, a huge, um, you know, let's let's laugh at pro wrestling kind of guy. But I loved everything about it. I thought everything worked. There was there was you know, it, uh, the stuff that would normally annoy the shit out of me. It it didn't happen. I real again. I don't know if somebody sprinkled ma magic fairy dust <laughs> over me when I slept and I woke. I thought this was, and especially this match. This would, we talk about like an indie pro wrestling match. Like if this match were, you know, if 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 this match were at your local VFW or at your local uh, uh, arena or even twenty three hundred, I I I think there's so much goodness that came out of this match. I, I had zero issues with it. Yeah, and uh, 
the newest member of the Bullet Club, Chase Owens. You know, Damon, I think at this point I'm a member of the Bullet Club. <laughs> you know, I I was thinking the same thing, man. Uh, it's It's gotten to Ted DiBiase, Buff Bagwell levels of NWO-ness, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> it really has. Like, right, anybody who's North American is now a Bullet Club member. Um, I... I I guess somebody needed to fill – they needed a junior to fill the spot for Ke- Kenny Omega. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm gathering that's the logic that they're using. And, and if Chase Owens becomes a full-time member of the Bullet Club, then uh, after this week of uh, – or not even week, after these two weeks of or three weeks of shows, um, then great. But, yeah, I mean – I, I kind of was like, oh, really? <laughs> really? Okay, we're going Chase Owens now. Okay. But, again, if it just fills fills a plot line hole, you know, it it, it, it makes sense to, to make it happen. But am I am I doing backflips over it? Nah. Okay, great. He's a Bullet Club member. What would he do? He gets the two suite. He gets a couple T-shirts. That's that. Yeah, so the Bucks, Chase Owens, and Kenny Omega picking up the win here. Now, you mentioned that uh, Chase Owens is – kind of filling that junior slot here in the Bullet Club. Now, perhaps, perhaps, I know that Kenny Omega is currently the junior heavyweight champion. You know, maybe, we, we've been talking about this for a while, you know, maybe soon we'll see Omega drop that strap to, well, I don't want to say Kushida because I feel like that's unlikely at this point, but move up in weight class here. I mean, I, I've said it from the jump that I really believe that 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 was the plan all along. And, um, I, 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 um, you know, Kenny Omega, I see him as as kind of an Ibushi type type guy uh, of a guy that's that's going to eventually take that that next level uh, and then that next level being a weight class. I don't see him being, you know, bulking up and being. You know, not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you know, I think that's the logical progression for Kenny Omega. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not holding my breath for that to happen, but that that was kind of like the original thought, wasn't it? And uh, you know, I, I don't want to s- say that that that's an an original thought because I think there are a lot of people that thought that same thing. And um, I don't know. I, I I just don't see him as a junior. I, I personally, I don't. You know what I would love to see, personally? I would love to see a feud between Omega and Ibushi over the never open weight strap. That's what, again, that was if that was where everyone kind of saw the road ahead. And, and that's, that's where we, you know, we were all talking about Omega and Ibushi at the Dome, you know, for that never title. You know, the way that looking back at, at things and, and Ibushi's challenge for that never title and, uh, again, I keep harking back to that uh, Omega, excuse me, that uh, Abushi Styles match uh, at Sumo Hall, and, and and the glare and the look from Ken, Kenny Omega outside the ring. You know, again, I say this a lot, but New Japan does things for a reason, and and they usually pay off. And I can't imagine this that going just shoved under the carpet. I can't imagine that just. Being ignored, I, 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 for maybe I'm out of my mind, and 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 I'm and I'm reading too much into it, and and and, and I'm trying to, and I and there's those air quotes again, connect the dots, but man, I, 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 I that's where I thought we would be, but we're not. 
and and so no need to to, to go there at this point. Remember, Damon, all roads lead to mm-hmm. Ishii versus Makabe. <laughs> That's my motto in life. Uh, I I you know I I think. I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say you're not going to see that because I I can't I, uh, we're going to see that at the dome I'm I'm, I'm calling it now it out loud, Colin I don't want to I don't want to say it out loud as the jinx it but oh, I, mean, I can't say it won't happen I can't say it won't happen now look you got Michael Elgin sitting in 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 the corner chomping at the bit right so there's there's always that possibility that Michael Elgin makes his return for the dome challenges Ishii there is the backstory that's there um and, and I would be all in for that I mean, and I, I think everyone listening to this podcast would say the same thing that the idea of an Ishii Elgin uh, matchup would be fantastic you know there's a lot of guys there's a lot of situations and a lot of things that we don't really discuss and talk about that that are kind of waiting in the wings right so Michael Elgin making his return what, a, what about a guy like Bushi right we haven't said Bushi in in months with his injury, and he's a guy that you know, uh, you know, was scheduled to come back if I'm not mistaken during the 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 last of the Sumo Hall shows, but it got pushed back, didn't it? Yeah, I believe so. So, you know, he's another guy, a junior that that is waiting and and, and chomping at the bit. Now, I'm not saying he's in, in any way, shape, or form ready to come back, but another guy is Yoshihashi. Uh, not Yoshihashi. Y- Yoshihashi. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yatsu. Um, you know, it, he, you know, I don't. I I haven't heard much about him. The last I heard, he got out of the hospital and he's he's back training again. So, I you know, it, I, th- I think the the jury's still out, even if he is going to be coming back anytime soon. But that's another guy. Then you got a whole roster of Ring of Honor that's just waiting to come on over and take a trip. So there's a lot of things out there that could possibly happen. There's a lot of things out there that that would be awesome if they did happen, but Ishimakabe is always a possibility too. Yep, all roads, Damon. It's it, it's happening. Get ready for the the Tokyo Dome, man. January fourth. I'm telling you, Ishimakabe. I, I guess it was always meant to be a quintilogy. Is is that what you would call the? I don't know. I can't five. Count. That's five quintilogy. Yeah, I think I think five is quintilogy. Uh, please tweet us at Pyrocast. You know, yeah, if... mathematicians. Uh, no, I'm going to go on record and say uh, I, I'm I'm leaning toward an Elgin Ishii, but um... Elgin Ishii to me, you know, you know, that sounds like a nice big juicy porterhouse steak. That match, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, they're they're two, they're two beefy gentlemen ramming into each other. Uh, we, there we go again with there, our. There we go. <laughs> I, I subtle hints. <laughs> I texted you, you know, last night oh, no. <laughs> to to warn you about s- such uh, references, but we did it again. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Damon, your quotes. You're on that one, I hope. Yep, I'm sure that they've got it. Whoever is whoever's running that man, I would love to know who runs that account. By the way, uh, he's a he's a he's a good he's a good soul. Whoever's. He's a good brother. You know, that's up to like what twenty now. Uh, maybe is it? not. I don't know. I thought I saw like 17, 14. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, followers? I'm, 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 yeah. Wow. I'm, sitting here chat, I'm patting myself on the shoulder for 17 followers. <laughs> wow. You're, you're breaking internet records. So getting back to the show here, yeah. 
Yeah. How about this main event with Matt Seidel, Ricochet, and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Rapongi Vice and Okada? You know, you know, you know what this main event reminded me of? It, it reminded me of one of those uh, ROH NJPW joint show main events. I really thought that there was some good stuff in this match, and I think that people should actually go out of their way to watch this. If 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 they don't watch this entire show, definitely check out this match. This this was good. You were texting me last night while I was doing my hockey thing. Um, you know, Ricochet is one of those guys that, you know, anything he does is done with just such athleticism and gracefulness and uh, just head and shoulders above a lot of other guys uh, that, that, are, that are even, even I don't even want to say in the ring, but he's, he's just got such a way about him and the way that he carries himself and a certain level of charisma. And um, I, I, I could watch him all day. You know, I could, I, I could watch him, you know, hanging light bulbs <laughs> and I'm sure it would be done and I, with a sense of athleticism that neither you nor I possess. Um, I like the stuff with Tanahashi and Okada. I thought that was fine. I mean, nothing mind blowing, nothing, nothing, you know, that's going to, uh, um, you know, have you set your DVRs. If, even if you could DVR a st- online streaming service, we saw the drop kick. We did see the drop kick. We did. Absolutely. Um, I, they gave it time. It was the main event of a show on a show, a single cam show that I thought overall was like that match was one of the better main events that you're going to get on a single cam show. I, I had no problem with it whatsoever. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was, I mean, given the names and, and the, the, the people involved, maybe I thought it would be a little bit more spectacular, but again, I, I should probably, take a chill pill and uh and, and cool my jets a little bit because it was a single cam show in the middle of nowhere exactly this was a, a single cam show in toko razawa damon do, do you know where that is Mm-mm. no no fucking idea <laughs> it's probably like eastern pennsylvania or something <laughs> if Chikara starts running shows king of trios <laughs> and then they really made their mark but yeah this, this is a match that i actually might go and uh Rewatch, and we saw Tanahashi and company pick up the win after uh, Tanahashi hits the high fly flow on Trent Beretta, I believe. And yeah. man, you know this post match, th- th- excuse me, this post match celebration that Tanahashi has at the end, it goes on for a long time. There were people leaving though. <laughs> if you watch the show you, and the, and the way the hard cam is set up, pointing right at the crowd, people are kind of getting up and like, "All right, you want to beat traffic, dear? Uh, see, you want to get a burger?" Um, it is long. And the one thing that I don't like about it is, and I was, I, and I was like, how does he fuck this up? Like, so the music plays and it's the same guitar bit that they always do. And, you know, he, one of the young lines throws the, the, the air guitar up to him, but he never plays the guitar to the tune. Like he's like all like, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> clapping in the middle of it. Right, right. Come on, just strum along the fucking song you're not even doing that lazy tanahashi <laughs> you know what i think would be a great job and really probably my calling in life i think i would love it if new japan would hire me to go to all of these shows that tanahashi is on and for that post-match celebration i'll be there in the back with my guitar mm-hmm. and you know i'll i'll play along i'll do whatever 
and you know, in in instead of having uh, a pre-recorded track, just hire me. You know, I'll go around, I'll play guitar, and yeah, I think that'd be a great gig. I think so too, Colin. Hell, let's put it this way: they spend money on Juice Robinson. I mean, they're throwing money away there. <laughs> why, why, why not do this? You know? Well, hey now, hey now, we're we're, we're going to talk about him in a bit. I'm actually kind of enjoying uh, Juice's work here, but really, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's wait, we'll wait till we get there because we're going to have contrasting point of views on that one. I, I I I'm sure we are, but but yeah, just to wrap up this uh, 10:23 show from Friday, good show. Really good show for, you know, the single cam road two events. And I would definitely check it out. So there's that. But now, now we are gonna move on to a show that I thought was very good. And this is the Road to Power Struggle show from Saturday, October twenty fourth at Corcoon Hall. And let me just say that even the you know, the the pre package to the to this show, this the start, it it felt like a special event to me. And it's funny because I was actually just going to fast forward to the junior tag tournament matches, but you texted me and you said, hey, did you uh, check out this match with uh, Shibata and the Young Lions? And I, and I said, no, I didn't. And you said, well, it was a pretty fucking good match. So I ended up watching this entire show, and let me tell you, I'm really glad that I did. So let's get into this first match here. Um, it was the team of Togi Makabe, Hiroki Goto, and Katsuyori Shibata taking on Kamatsu, Jay White, and Sho Tanaka. And I'll tell you what, this uh, <laughs> this was stiff as fuck. Shibata, <laughs> yeah. Shibata beat the shit out of these young lions. Somebody didn't clean the dojo properly, right? Somebody somebody didn't fold clothes or mop or sweep sufficiently because this was a match where on the one side, read one side again, Colin. Read, 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 the, read the A team first. All right, the A team. Togi Makabe. Okay, so Togi Makabe. Fucking bruiser, right? Exactly. You're not, you're, 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 I don't care who steps in the ring with Togi Makabe. You're eating clotheslines. You're eating power slams. You're eating punches. Okay, next. Yeah, they don't call me Unchained Gorilla for nothing. They certainly don't. Hiroki Goto, another, you know, big, bulky guy that'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I mean, he the guy makes a living. The guy just got off a run with, with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, or as we like to call him now. <laughs> no, we won't go there. Um, you know, he's gonna, he, you're gonna feel some clotheslines and you're gonna feel some kicks and you're gonna feel some heavy duty, uh, offense coming your way. All right. And lastly, and Shibata, I don't even think you need to say anything. <laughs> I mean, you're going to sit in a corner and you're going to be eating two feet in your mush. That's what's going to happen. Right. So now, the, now the other side of the coin. Kamatsu, <laughs> right? Jay White, Jay White, and Shotanaka. And Shotanaka. So young lions. Now again, somebody, somebody didn't do something right at the dojo because they showed up at Corkin Hall and they said to themselves, "Who fucked up? Because why are we in this match with these brutes? We're gonna die." And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> And just a quick note here, uh, David Finley was actually uh, booked on, I, I think, both of these Power Struggle shows, but apparently he is suffering a left angle, ankle injury, excuse a me. Left, I, a left Kurt Angle Yes, injury. a left Kurt Angle injury. So, uh, you know, best wishes to my boy David Finley. 
But uh, yeah, this <laughs> this match, I'll tell you what, for for an opening, you know, veterans versus young lions match, <laughs> this I I would actually go out of my way to to watch this if I were you. I loved this match. I was I was sitting in a press box, going batshit crazy uh, over this match. It was fucking fun. It was it was fun watching these kids get brutalized. And there were moments. There were moments where you thought, "Oh my god!" Because because it wasn't like just a, a complete squash. It wasn't like you know, you know, road warriors come hitting the ring at TBS studios and destroying you know Cougar J and somebody. Uh, you know, <laughs> a Cougar J reference. All right, there you go. Um, it, it, you know, there was some competitiveness to this. Don't get me wrong. There was uh, there were a couple moments where you're like, you know, if you if you're you know, a first time watcher or, you know, not a long time watcher. There were moments where you could probably look at that and be like, holy crap, these kids are going to get the win. Um, obviously, that wasn't happening. But, oh, some of those kicks, some of those kicks, <laughs> it was, you know, your steamboat selling it. You're just cringing. Just, oh, these kids are getting brutalized. But it was great. I, 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 I must be some type of masochist. I must love to watch people get abused because this was so great. I, I can't recommend this match enough. And it's the first match. You're opening. You're opening the show at Cork and Hall with this match. It was great. Yeah, this this really surprised me. Um, Shibata picking up the win for his for his team after he submits Jay White to the Boston Crab, giving the giving the young lion a little taste of his own medicine. There, the best part was um, he's the, you know there, there, there were these moments where you, you're thinking, okay, they, they, these these young lions have got some fire and, and they got some momentum built, and you could they were kind of working it as if they realized that they were gaining this momentum and, and holy shit, this could possibly happen. And they were getting super excited. Um, and they were just, you know, they, they, like they kind of fed off their own energy and their own disbelief of, okay, we're, we're making this work. Holy shit, guys, let's, let's, let's keep this going. And then it all crumbles down. Was, I'm telling you, you know, I know people look for wrestling matches and they look to be blown away and they, they're going to throw five stars at big events and big, big moments and big matches. And I get that. And then there's, People who, I don't know, it just seems like two stars and three stars gets thrown around a lot. And this is not going to be a, a, a star ranking rant, right? And because it's it's been beaten to death, number one. And number two, it, it, it's just, it's star ratings have been so watered down. It's just like, it's, I don't even pay it any mind. But if you can't, if you can't just watch this match and, 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 See the the joy and the value of of this match. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is not, you know, it's 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 not Steamboat Flair, and it's not Okada Tanahashi at the Dome, and it's not the G One Finals. It's, it's not like, Cena Orton. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm driving up there and slapping you in the mouth. Um, but take it for what it is and, it, and i really think this was a great match I, I i thought it was fun watch it if you haven't um watch this entire show as you'll find out but uh this this is a great way to start the show and, and i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it yeah you know not every single wrestling match needs to be you know thoroughly analyzed and scrutinized and homogenized and critiqued and you know given 
fancy star rating. Sometimes you just have to sit down and be able to enjoy a match and say, hey, that was really fun. I had fun watching that. And that was, uh, this was one of those matches. <laughs> and just to, uh, not to go too far off course here, but he made a Cougar J reference earlier. You, you know what my favorite job guy of all time was? Who's that? Mike Bell. Do you remember this guy? <laughs> no. From, Mike uh, Bell? Yeah, no. Mike Bell from WWF. He would be on, uh, oh my God, what was the show? The, the old mid-90s WWF Superstars? show. Superstars no, or Challenge? It wasn't Superstars. This would be on like a Sunday afternoon. All-American. Is that what? I, I, All-American was Sunday afternoon. Um, oh, or was it Heat? Was it Sunday Night Heat? No, no. This was like 94, 95. It had long... American wrestling, right? Mm, I... No, no, no. Sunday Night Heat was like 7 o'clock on a Sunday or something like that, or like 6 yeah, o'clock on a Sunday. That started in late 90s. This was early to mid-90s. <laughs> was it in the afternoon? Yeah it, was, yeah, it was like Sunday at noon. Yeah, it was All-American. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> Mike Bell uh, would make frequent appearances on there, and he was just... Oh my God, he was the worst jobber. I I I remember him having this like really kind of like sloppy, stocky physique, and right. yeah, it's it's just one of those things that sticks in my memory. So shout out to Mike Bell. It, my it, favorite. Come on, we're doing, we're, doing, we're doing jobbers. We're talking. We're going. Let's go. Because I loved the jobbers back in the day. Because me and my brother would always like that would be the, the ultimate insult if if like if you were called AJ Petruzzi. Like AJ Petruzzi was the. The worst of the jobbers. He's you know from the I mean? area, actually. Uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania guy. Is I that believe. right? Yeah. Really? I believe so. I would. Let's. I listen. I'm on a mission. Let's. I want to meet AJ. I want my picture taken with AJ Petruzzi. I, I absolutely want that. Um, somebody make that happen. Uh, and then there was um, Steve King. Steve King back in the day was it was an infamous WWF jobber. Um, of course, you got your Jose Luis Rivera's and your. Uh, who else was there? Was there? Oh, so many good ones. Um, and then and then WCW and NWA had their whole crop of just shitty jobbers as well. Some of them were really actually pretty good, but um, yeah, okay, we're not, we're not going to sit here and talk jobbers all day. But AJ Petruzzi was like uh, Ron Shaw too. Ron Shaw was a good one too. Okay, enough. Sorry. Do you want to know a, a, a quick fun fact though about AJ Petruzzi? I want to do an hour podcast on jobber <laughs> pro wrestlers. He graduated. He graduated from my alma mater, Kutztown University of Pennsylvania. Really? With a BS in criminal justice. How do you like do you know him? No, I I, I just know that I, I, I knew that he was a guy who I can't believe we're talking about this. No, this is I'm in. What? I, 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 I always knew that he was a guy who like lived in the northeastern Pennsylvania area, which is where I'm from, you know, kinda like the Poconos, sort of, right. and uh, I, yeah, I, I just quickly uh, googled this, and yeah, he graduated from Kutztown, which is kind of like a like an Amish uh, sort of little quaint town, but it has a university there, and apparently, when he is not wrestling, he works as a counselor for troubled and runaway clients. Wow, clients. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> troubled and runaway. You mean? Well, I don't understand. What's a? Oh, I guess like. Like kids that we're talking about? I, I'm just reading off of Wikipedia here. Because I took clients as, uh, you know, I need you to mow my lawn. Okay, I'm getting rid of your service. Well, wait, come back. <laughs> and they get troubled clients. Sorry, I'll stop. Also, he is a two-time <laughs> a two-time ECW tag team champion with Doug what? Stahl. ECW? Yeah, like I, I probably when it was nah, Eastern I Championship I, Wrestling. No, nah, I don't think so because here's the thing. 
that's my area. Eastern Championship Wrestling. I was there. I was I was at these shows. That's Do you remember my... the Super Destroyers? Yes, absolutely. AJ Petrucci was a Super Destroyer. All right, now my mind's fucking blown. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. I'm, ju- I'm just I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia. I had here. no idea. We're gonna have to discuss this I more in depth. Super Destroyers. They were like when Goodhart, Joel Goodhart ran TWA, right? Oh my god, nobody's gonna care about this shit, but I don't care. Um, Joel Goodhart ran TWA. Uh, they wrestled, they brawled, they did it all. And they, these shows were pretty amazing because Joel would bring in lots of of, of uh, like regional talent, like Austin Idol and Lawler, and um, he was the first guy to bring in Sabu. Um, uh, who else? Eddie Gilbert. You know, and and Eddie Gilbert and Cactus Jack. That's where really Cactus Jack made his name. Eddie Gilbert and and Cactus Jack had these best two out of three fall matches and and barbed wire matches that were pretty fucking amazing at the time. Um, and that's where Cactus kind of got hot. And then he went to WCW the first time. Anyway, so Goodhart had this promotion that kind of went under. Todd Gordon kind of and and this is not exact history, guys. So don't shoot me for this. Then Todd Gordon got involved and kind of got Eastern going, and then Eastern became ECW. Uh, but I was at all those, those fucking shows. Um, AJ Petruzzi was a super district. Fuck me. Wow. Damn. Damn it. I'm telling you, after we're done recording this, go on the AJ Petrucci uh, Wikipedia page. It is like a rabbit hole. You're just going to read some of this shit. <laughs> right. Like, like uh, apparently his cousin is Gene Snitsky. Wow. And he trained him. Uh, all right, yeah. I right, listen. I and I know we're completely off the rail, guys, but I'm blown away by this. My favorite jobber of all time was a super destroyer, and I would. And I had no idea. All right. Okay. We're next at- match here on on this Korakuen Hall uh, show, we have the team of Shinsuke Nakamura or Shitstay Nakamura, as your wife likes to refer to him as Tamatonga, Toru Yano, and Sakuraba taking on Carl Anderson, Tamatonga. Wait a minute. I, I, I believe that I read this wrong. It, it it was Nakamura, Yano, Sakuraba, and and who was it? <laughs> You're off the there rail. was a misprint on my run sheet here. Okay. I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do you want me to do a little quick Google? No, no. I've uh Got I'm I, I'm Johnny on the spot here. All right. Uh yeah, for some reason Tomatonka's name was uh, down twice. Yoshihashi, that's who it was. Yoshihashi, Sakuraba, Yano, and Nakamura taking on Tamatanga, Bad Luck Fale, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Uh, First half of this match was kind of mostly comedy, but actually I think the second half kind of um, really picked up and and had some good action in it. I I, I didn't didn't like this match. I I didn't like this match, and I thought this was the worst match of the night. Oh, it was. Um... First of all, how like there was one moment where you had Sakuraba and Doc Gallows in the same ring, and I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I was super excited to see just how shitty it was going to be, or I, I was amazed at, at the fact that they would these two would even be in the same ring together, um, and it was terrible. <laughs> you know, fucking Doc Gallows never never fails to uh, to live up to his shit standards. Uh, Sakuraba. <laughs> looked like Sakuraba of I don't want to be there. Um, Nakamura and Anderson was, of course, the, the the nugget that you can pull from this. I thought Fale was Fale. 
You know, he, he, what, did, what did he do? You know, two seconds into the match, they're brawling outside the ring like like you expect them to. And here's the thing. I hate brawling outside the ring, man. Oh, God. I hate when they just pair up and they just brawl out in the crowd. Fucking hate that. They did it. Um, you know, some sometimes the, the comedy Anderson does is a little much. He, he, he stole his jacket. He stole Nakamura's jacket. He did the whole... Uh, uh, mannerisms of, of uh, Nakamura and yeah I mean there's lots of holding the belts in the air and pointing and there's Gallows waving his cock around as we as we know it's going to happen I didn't like this match at all I, I, I gotta be honest with you I, I, I found nothing of value in it yeah I speaking of the cock swings I counted two of them from the 1023 show I'm not sure how many he did on this show but I want to get like a like a Doc Gallows cock swing counter going, and maybe yeah. like uh, uh, have a whole tally for the entire year of 2015. If somebody could get on that, I would <laughs> I would really appreciate it. But yeah, this match, you know, largely a lot of comedy bullshit. But um, I, I I did enjoy uh, the, the interactions between uh, well, actually Nakamura and Tama Tonga. I feel worked really well together in this match, and that's just just another. Uh, Another example of 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 why Tomatonga needs to kind of break away from this uh, bullet club sea of mediocrity and uh, start having some more singles matches and really kind of make himself stand out and establish himself as uh, one of, one of the you know best you know young guys that they have on the roster who isn't getting his due. You know, wasn't this supposed to be the never titles purpose? You know, wasn't this supposed to be? That that belt was supposed to be just just like you described, you know, just having these younger and, and some of them aren't that young anymore, but just these middle of the road guys that haven't really a direction or just kind of lumped in with a faction to, to give them something to do. Wasn't that the purpose of this belt? And it doesn't seem like it's, that's it anymore. To, I don't know. I, I, you know, Fale Nakamura would be great. I, I I'm not holding my breath on that. Again, Fale Nakamura. I mean, uh, uh, what did I say, Fale? Um, no, we don't want Fale Nakamura, <laughs> no, Damon. No, we don't want that anymore. Sorry, I have a, I have a bit of a fever. <laughs> I think I'm hallucinating. Tamatanga, uh, Tamatanga uh, Nakamura is what I was referring to. So, yeah, that would be that would be wonderful to see, right? We ain't gonna say it, but again, we all have little wishes that we are hoping to get checked off one day and. Maybe that's one of them too, but that never title. It would have been nice to to have it be serve that purpose. Maybe we need to create another belt or something. I don't know. Oh God, the last thing we need is yet another no. We don't need meaningless another. strap. But, well, listen, uh, it's not. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, I don't think the never belt's meaningless. No, it's not meaningless. But I don't know. There, there, there was actually a great to start. Uh, excuse me, discussion going on on the classic Japanese pro wrestling group on on Facebook, and I'm sure you saw it. Somebody asked, you know, what's the deal with the Never Bell? What, what, what is it all about? And uh, a user on there, you know, uh, gave like kind of the, uh, a brief history of it and what it stands for and what it was supposed to be, and basically said that it is now turned into the beat the shit out of each other title. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. what it is right now, and. You know, they they had again. I know I keep harping on this. I keep reliving this destruction match between Makabe and Abushi, where they had a perfect opportunity to to create a new you know star there, a guy who fucking was the co-headliner of Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom Nine, one of the 
best pro wrestling shows I ever saw, and they, they had a great opportunity there for him to get that never strap, and then Omega could have... Oh, anyway, you know where I'm going with this. I don't want to raise my blood pressure here. No, come on, raise raise it. Um, y- Yes, and, and this... Uh, I agree with everything you said. I, I I would just be rehashing everything that you said. In this particular instance, and, and again, I'm not a person who's, oh, they've wrestled each other four times this year. That's too much. You know, you know. I had a discussion with uh, this uh, same gentleman from that same classic Facebook group, the, the moderator, the head chief of staff over there, Eric. And, you know, he's laughing, and he's like, you know, these motherfuckers saw, uh, you know, Dusty and Tully Dusty and Tully headlined the Civic Center five consecutive months. Five. In one city. Wow. And guess what? It sold. Now, again, it's a different time and a different day and and a different era. But, uh, yeah, five. So for for, for an old-timer like us, uh, you know, four times is really nothing. We we, kind of laugh at people who are like, this fucking match again! You know, kids, pump the brakes. You, you, you see nothing. And again, it's a different time and a different different era, and and we're 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 exposed to different things and the the uh, the ADHD of of our society the way it is today, the instant gratification. People are watching five second Vine videos, Damon. I understand this. Uh, I get that. Which I'm but, not a proponent of, by the way. Uh, some of them are some of them are funny when they fall and tumble. Um, you know, it's. It is what it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being an old man on a, on I mean, get off my lawn guy, but it's, it is kind of laughable because you know, it's, I, especially when it comes to this never title and Ishi and Makabe and and the way that it's become, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's it's not as it doesn't bother us as much as it does some people, and especially some people new to the product who really were only raised on WWE stuff and and maybe late WCW stuff. It's like. Oh my god, this match again and you know, well yeah, I, I kinda feel that way, but honestly it's like okay. I I've I've been through worse, let's put it that way. At least the matches are good, I will say that. Yes. Now that's another thing. It's not like you're sitting through you know four This ain't Seamus versus Randy Orton here. Thank you. Thank that perfect example. Perfect example. Yeah, so Nakamura picking up the win for his team for his team, hitting Tamatanga with the bomb IA and uh yeah, we're, all, we're we're on the road here to Nakamura versus Carl uh, Anderson at Power Struggle, which I am actually looking forward to. I think that it is going to be a very good match. I'm looking forward to the match. I think the build to this match has been shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, what what have they really done? I mean, uh, I the, the only thing I can remember ab- ab- about the, uh, the start of this feud is Carl Anderson coming out in a camouflage vest and a trucker cap. It looks like he like had his eighteen wheeler parked outside and he's ready to, right. to to get out on the road. He's 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 overnighting it. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's actually my biggest takeaway from this whole feud so far. He need, he needs to do that look more often. It is hilarious. Be your own balls. Um, look, he uh, we all know that the the G one story that led to this. So it's but yeah. Aside from pointing at the belt and pointing at themselves and all that horse shit. It's, I mean, has, has there really been anything worthwhile? I mean, yes, there was a stun gun and, and Anderson pin. I don't know. I just, I think it's gun stun actually. What did I say? You said stun gun. 
Yeah. And I say that sometimes too, but it is uh, gun stun. Let me tell you something. If you sit here and you know how the, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, and I could I could get the show wrong. I don't even know if it's the show, but pardon the interruption. Pardon the so, interruption. Yeah, it's on ESPN, and um, it's like uh, no wonder I don't know it. Yeah, it's like two talking sports heads, and they rattle off dumb, meaningless crap. Oh, kind of like us. Exactly. Except they talk about you know the world of sports, um, and there's a person who at the end who like it's it's like he's like a, a producer and he's like uh, rattles off all the things that they got wrong during the show, right? So somebody will say like, "Well, the Bulls won seven championships," and blah blah blah, and then he'll be like, "Well, no, they only won five or whatever." So it's <laughs> it's kind of fun. If they did that, my point being, if they if people did that during our show. Holy shit, <laughs> the fucking laundry list that they would have from the mispronunciations to uh, missed moves to, you know, there's a lot of shit that, that all right, we stink, all right? So, all right. I'm sorry, I, my, my fever's kicking in. I'm getting grouchy. <laughs> Moving on here to uh, close out the first half of the show, we had the team of Okada Ghetto and Tomohiro Ishii taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tomoaki Honma, and Juice Robinson. Let me tell you something. The interactions between Ghetto and Juice Robinson during this were hilarious. I don't want to talk any further about Juice Robinson. And here's why, Colin. He is so insignificant to the overall course and direction that New Japan has, it's laughable. He is just middle of the road. There's nothing that, there's no, uh, what can you get excited about with Juice Robinson? Like, I'm done. He is, to me, he is like the American funky weapon. <laughs> you know, I'm. He's just middle. He's not. He's not even middle of the road. He's just. He's just. You want to talk about jobbers? I want AJ Petruzzi. <laughs> Besides, they should Robinson. hire AJ Petruzzi to come would, in yes. and replace Juice Robinson. I would love it. I'd pay the airfare. Um, Juice Robinson has the is and he seems like a real nice guy. That's what that's what that's what stinks. It's it's the gimmick. It's he's it's like he. What is his gimmick? Can you answer that question he, for me? He's like a fun loving dopey. I don't want to say a pothead surfer. I don't even want to. I don't think that's it. I it just like he's just look. I I I, I I'm beating a dead horse here, but let's strip him down and rebuild him. Uh, he's got talent. I'm sure. I don't. Oh, you can tell he has talent. I mean, yes, but uh, I don't like the facial expressions and this. Like he does a sad face when he sell. I don't know. I there's nothing there. There's a lot for of me. woos going on too. I don't like that. <laughs> a lot of sh- dancing. A lot I don't of like dancing. Shucking and jiving. I don't want to and- <laughs> The only thing I want to shuck is an oyster. That's it. That's all we should be shucking. Um. No, I don't. I don't. I don't I, let's shave the head. Just give me. He's got to find something new. This is a dead. This is a dead end for him. And and again, we're talking about a guy who is lower middle card at best. At best, do you honestly see him with a never belt? Well, not at this point. And at any point. 
Well, I mean, that depends on a lot of factors, Damon. Understood. Not, not if, let's say, you, this guy right here, right now. Oh, right now? Of course not. Okay. Do you see him in six months? I, I have no, I don't know where I see myself in six months, let alone <laughs> Juice Robinson. But you, what I'm saying is, is that what you have right now, unless they completely strip down and rebuild the character and the, and the person in the ring that you have right now, I don't, I think it's a dead end. Look, I'll I'll say this. He hasn't uh, since his arrival in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He hasn't really shown me any anything. He he hasn't given me a reason to say, "Wow, yeah, this this guy, this kid really belongs here in this company. He fits in great." But I, for some reason, in this match, and I don't know if it was because of the caliber of people he was working with. You know, he, I mean, he's. He's on a team with Tanahashi, and he's wrestling Okada and Ishii, and get you know, you know, for, I kind of enjoyed him in this match. I thought that he showed us not a whole hell of a lot more that he has shown us thus far, but a little bit more. Um, I I thought he did good in this match. I'll say that I thought that he put on a a solid performance. I got I got to disagree. Not great. I'm not saying he did, you know this was ugh, great, but I. I enjoyed him more in this match than I have in previous encounters. I uh, there's he's, 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 nothing. There's n- and 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 let's let's not for nothing, Colin. Let's get off this. You know he hasn't shown us anything, and he hasn't had the opportunity. This guy's been around here for a couple months now. It's, it's not, you know he's been on more than a handful of shows, and I know that he hasn't been in these marquee matchups. But he has. There's nothing to warrant him to have a marquee matchup. There's there's. He took a beating in this match. Can you give him that? He was pretty fucked up at the end of it. He was bleeding, I think, from the nose. Probably, I could do, I could do that. <laughs> Punch me in the nose. I'll bleed all over the fucking Pro- place. Probably oh. karma for... Uh, you ever uh, hear the Muda scale? You're going to get the Damon scale. You, 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 you just tap my nose. Um, look, uh, great. I don't... The, middle... Listen, if you're happy with middle of the road, lower middle card guy doing jobs fine that's that's what he's going to be what i'm saying is is that i think there's more there but until they completely reconstruct and rebuild this character of his this is what he will be and it's insignificant and we've spent three shows talking about juice robinson and what can they do with juice robinson and what what's the it doesn't matter because right now what you got is a guy that's just there he is He's to the 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 American Taguchi. He, I, I'm, you know, aside from the ass based offense, he really got the same fucking guy. Well, maybe he can throw in some ass based offense too. <laughs> and maybe yeah. they can they can have a tag team. There, there, there's an idea. Really? That's they, that's that's gonna save Juice Robinson. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna carry New Japan Pro Wrestling into the new year. This this posterior tag team of Robinson and Taguchi, I think, is brilliant. Uh, you know what? I I I know what I want. I just want you to take care of the lower. You know how Liger used to book the juniors. Yeah, yeah. I, I want you to take the you know everything before intermission is yours. Oh my god, <laughs> we would have so. I I would make it so much fun. Yeah, it would be great. I can't. And then you could play guitar for Tanahashi. Oh, did that? That's you know see. What? These are my callings in life. Yeah, we're getting. We're getting. <laughs> oh, the what? The Collins of life? No, the, the these are my callings oh, in call- life. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you branded your ideas. Have you trademarked your ideas? Well, maybe I should do that. But yeah, I just I I, I just want to book shitty junior matches and play guitar for Tana. Come on, I don't ask for much. 
Oh, that would be the life. God Wouldn't knows that? I don't ask for much, but can we at least talk about how funny Ghetto was during this match? I mean, he's great. Uh, oh my he's, god, he's talk about a guy who gets the most out of what he has left. You know, we talk about Rocky Romero being one of those guys, but Ghetto's great. They're all, they, he's he's smart and funny and 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 doesn't do much, but what he does is is effectively entertaining. Yeah, he's fucking great. When he was in the ri- when he was in the ring with Juice Robinson, he's like, ah, "Come on, young boy." And yeah, then, he's cursing. And- yeah, and then <laughs> at one point he's like, "Ah, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, how can you not love that? I mean, he's been doing it for years. Uh, one of my favorite T-shirts of all time is, uh, "You know, we are ghetto and ghetto. Fuck you." Or is it? Yeah, the- brilliant. Uh, Great. I mean, what, I mean, whoever, whoever marketing genius came up with that, I don't know. We are Jido Ghetto. Fuck you. That, yeah. I mean, that, come on. That's it doesn't great. get much better than that. That that's like Austin three sixteen with the skull. I would wear I would wear that to uh, to a wedding. Why not? I would wear that to to work. <laughs> I I pay you to wear that to work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Okada picking up the win for his team after he hits the rainmaker on Juice Robinson, and that closes out the first half of this show. Um, let's move on now to what we've all been waiting for, this Super Junior Tag Team Tournament, the start of it, and the first match, we saw Red Dragon take on Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this match, but I will say it was solid what we did see. Yeah, first, um, I think this traditionally is one of those things that people just completely forget about because New Japan really doesn't do a, a tremendous job of, of promoting the junior, you know, singles tournaments, let alone tag tournaments. And we all kind of, you know, we expect what we expect out of the junior tag division. But these on these matches in this tournament on paper, it's just so appealing. Like, just just looking at the matches themselves, I don't know how they can't put a smile to people's faces. I mean, unless you just don't like the junior style, you know. And and the Who junior doesn't? style and the junior style is has always been my favorite. And I think the junior style has evolved to incorporate a lot of different styles. It's not just all flippity floppity do, you know, meaningless stuff. Uh, I think there's a lot of you know different styles and 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 talents and features that go into what this style has built into. So on paper, I was awesomely thrilled. Um, Liger, Tiger Mask, Red Dragon. Yeah. Um, solid. And, and I think that you said, said it perfectly in the sense that it was a match that was the catalyst to have Red Dragon go on, really. I mean, we all, we all know that. And there really wasn't anything that, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to to rack my brain. Is there any real super duper takeaway? Like, was there any any dissension between Tiger Mask and and Liger to talk about? No, right? No, there, there wasn't any of that. Um, was there any dissension between uh, Red Dragon? Was there any, any? No, of course not. There wasn't anything like that. This was a solid match to get from point A to point B, um, and I think it did its job effectively. You know what? I want to say something about Jushin Thunder Liger. All I right. Mean- Here's a guy who's 50 years old, you know, a legend in the business. And w- when most people think of Jushin Thunder Liger, you know, they think of uh, one of the greatest junior heavyweights of all time, you know, the innovator of that division, the, the the creator of the shooting star press. But I think that sometimes people tend to overlook and forget just how good of a of a ground-based, mat-based wrestler 
Liger is. And I think that he really developed that after uh, a- a- after he had the brain tumor, and you know, and he came back from that, and he kind of had to alter his style. Liger is actually one of my favorite, like, mat wrestlers. Is, th- does that sound weird to you? No, and but understand that where when they start, you know, Liger originally was was turned down by New Japan uh, to to enter the dojo. So he went on his own to Mexico and 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 kind of got started there. But he also spent lots of time in Calgary, you know, and and what's in Calgary, Stu Hart's dungeon, right? And also just the general nature of being a young boy back in New Japan you learn the basics and you learn to grapple and you learn holds and you learn basics. Like, it's not like he went in there and just started hitting fucking, you know, moonsaults. Um, there's, there's an absolute ground game that you have to learn and be competent in, uh, you know, he, just some of the masters that he's, that he's, he's had the opportunity to learn over, you know, even his time over in England, you know, I'm sure that the, the grapple style over there. So, He's one guy that I think, and, and when I talk about incorporating a lot of different styles, he's absolutely one of those guys that just is is super, at the very least, super proficient in all these different styles, right? And he's been able to meld them into his own style. Now, has his flying been definitely, you know, I don't want to say eliminated, but it's definitely slowed down to a number of factors. One, yes, I'm sure that the, the, the brain tumor, in, you know, I don't want to say incident because it wasn't an incident. It was a life-changing event <laughs> in his life. Um, yeah, it was just an incident. Yeah, it's eh. just a, a minor surgery to my brain, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, it's a little outpatient thing. Um, yeah, I'm sure that played a huge factor. Second, you know, he had a pretty major leg injury, um, and that matches online where he, he just totally fucks up his ankle and leg. Um it was uh, him, and I think it was Chris Benoit against who? Who's that? <laughs> I I don't know who you're Listen, talking I'm not about. I'm afraid to say Chris Benoit. You know, he did what he did, and it was he. That's it's, it's horrific. But oh, you, you mean know. Wild Pegasus? Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Um, you know, let's not hand wave what he did. It was, he was fucking barbaric. But um, you know, he was in the ring with him, so he was a wrestler. He was he was a he was a fucking tremendous wrestler. One of the best. Chris Benoit was one of the 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 best wrestlers pound for pound in this business period now listen he wasn't you know there's arguments about charisma and draw and all that horse shit but he was one of the best pro wrestlers and and highly influential i think i think he was highly influential and him and liger are it's one of my favorite feuds in all of wrestling history i still go back and watch those matches on youtube with him and liger they're tremendous They're so good uh, colin imagine this in the in the early 90s Right when when you're looking at fucking Diesel and you're looking at ah uh, you know you're looking at a uh, you know just you know, fucking John Tenner and uh, uh, just uh, tugboat and oh the fucking <laughs> horror show that was the early '90s it was you know and WCW was coming off their you know the the Muda Funk Flair Steamboat shit and they were they were falling downhill fast and then you had these matches these matches were. Really, one of the big the big things that got me into Japanese pro wrestling, um, and, or, I don't want to say get me in, but could kind of help even further my obsession. That's with That's what got me into it. And then he, you know, went, you know the the the, the J Cup stuff. He's listen. He's just a fucking tremendous wrestler, an absolute barbaric thing that he did, and and just you know, 
mind I, I can't even I, I feel like I'm trivial trivializing what he did. He lost his about. fucking mind and we'll never really know the the full extent of what happened. No, we well no, we do know the full extent of what happened. Well, we know what his... happened, but <laughs> right, but yeah, I understand. I understand. But just and like I, I, just I, like a light switch, like my god. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think we are qualified to talk about any of that. But I, I think what we are qualified to talk about is the great matches that he fucking had. The 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 fact that him and Liger together were were just magic. Just uh, uh, they they were at the time they were the dynamite tiger tiger mask. You know, it was, it, and that's really what it was. I mean, you figured Liger was so influenced heavily by what Dynamite Kid was. I mean, he wanted to be Dynamite Kid. In the worst way, with his, his shaved head and his long tights, he he was obsessed with Dynamite Kid. You mean and Benoit was? No, Liger, Liger was. Okay, absolutely. Go back and look. Watch. I mean, if you watch some of these Kichi Yamada matches, yeah. uh, yeah. he's long tights. He doesn't he doesn't wear short tights. He's not like you know, you know, short black tights. He wears the long tights, shaved head. He was obsessed with Dynamite Kid. He they called him Kid. Like if you read Dynamite Kid's book. Um, you know, they, they call, they wind up calling him kid or, or, or because of his just, fa- just obsession with being dynamite kid. So those, those matches, the dynamite kid, uh, uh original tiger mask, the Sayama tiger mask were so influential on both of these guys, you know, and I, and I, and I don't want to hand wave and be like, you know, Benoit wasn't, you know, uh, uh, heavily influenced by dynamite kid. He certainly was, but, um, every, I think everybody that came out of that calgary scene you know was 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 heavily influenced by what dynamite kid could do anyway um yes it it, he did definitely (laughs) to to wrap this all up yes he definitely did change his style colin thank you (laughs) so red dragon picks up the win here against liger and tiger mask and advance in the super junior tag tournament here uh solid match um not much else to to uh, talk about other than that. Moving along here in the tournament, we have Rapongi Vice taking on the team of Chase Owens and Kenny Omega. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Kenny Omega, here's you know this, this polarizing figure, as you stated a couple weeks ago, you know, comes out here, is doing the whole, you know, goofy uh, Final Fantasy VII intro, drumming on the trash can. But what I did find hilarious was how he's 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 in like the front row here, you know, beating on the trash can. Like he's in front of this old man, right? This old Japanese man, yep, who's just looking at him like, "What the fuck is this?" (laughs) That guy Uh, wanted no part of it, didn't he? He was like, "You're an." He didn't even give him "You're an asshole." Look, he is just stone faced. Like, like, gave him nothing. Somebody needs to make a gif of that. I'm sure it's out there. I want it. It it was great. There was a lot of things in this match that I want to talk about. One, you, you, you mentioned that that you know he is very polarizing, Kenny Omega. The things that you would think annoyed the shit out of me didn't in this match. I like the fact that this was a bit of a. I don't want to go so far as to say this was a, a Memphis brawl, but this was it, it was different from every other match on the show, right? The trash can stuff, the the shenanigans uh, at, at ringside, the the, the the use of outside interference, 
all those little little nuggets that would normally I'd be like, ugh, get up the fucking street. All those things they didn't bother me. In fact, I, I thought it worked well in this match between these two teams. I, I I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. And 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 I loved that part. But I also want to say one more thing too. And this is about pro wrestling as a whole. Can we knock it off with the dives to the outside? that are highly super dangerous. Damon, I was not, scared not, for the well-being of the audience in this I, match. I, I can't, you know, not for nothing, but can can we fucking put an end to this? Like, they Omega does this dive that literally wipes out three rows. And there's this little old lady or guy, I don't, I'm, I'm not quite, but, the, you know, like, and the, there was another part where, um, and I forget which which show of the two it was, but it was Tanahashi and Okada. They decided to go brawling out in the crowd, and there's a a lady. I mean, there's a lady holding an infant. Now, listen, should you bring an infant to a pro wrestling show? That's debatable. But I mean, she's running for her life and her baby's well being while these two knuckleheads are brawling and and throwing each other into chairs. Look, can we? I, I don't get it. Like, why do? Why does that need to be done? To, to, to what? Get people closer to the action? Like, if I wanted to be that close to the action, I'll, I'll buy a ticket and sit on a turnbuckle, right? I don't want to do that. I, I just want to watch a fucking show without having to run for my goddamn life every five seconds with people doing dives that are highly dangerous. So Omega does this dive, crashes out everybody, and then he's too sweet and a couple people that are that were, were safely nuzzled six rows back, right? And then he goes to too sweet this other guy, and the other guy, the old, the, I guess the guy that was with the older person, he like knocks his hand away, like go fuck yourself with your two sweets. My fucking grandmom's dying here. <laughs> when Kenny Omega uh, did that dive, he literally, and there's that word, literally. Did I, did I say literally? No, no, no. I'm saying it. Okay, I'm saying it. he literally landed on someone's lap. Yes, yes. Dude, did, Colin, did I ever tell you the story by, about my wife at Corken Hall? Uh, no, I don't believe you did. All right, let me just, because it does tie into this. Okay. So, first trip to Japan, I went to a lot of different shows. Wrestle One was one of them. I'm thinking, okay, this is a safe one. She wanted to go just to say, hey, you know what? I want to support what you're doing. And, and probably I've spent too much money at all the fucking spas, right? So, well, I was at wrestling shows. So, uh, I say, okay, we're going to go to Wrestle One. Well, Wrestle One, I got, like, second row, right? And she doesn't know, she, you know nothing she doesn't know anybody there but she's you know she's gonna go she's gonna go to cork and hall because she knows how much i talk about cork and hall and how great it is that we're going to be here so that's mistake number one listen any of you guys out there that are listening to me right now let me let me give you a piece of advice and this is coming from years years of experience take this for i'm, I'm a jedi here all right don't bring your girlfriend or wives to a pro wrestling show. Let me repeat that. <laughs> Do not bring your wives or girlfriends to a pro wrestling show. Nothing good can come of it. Nothing good. They're going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot, number one, for liking some of this shit. Number two, they're going to be bored out of their minds. You're going to spend more time being like, hey, you all right? You having a good time? Fuck all that. Just leave them, give them some money and have them go do something, right? Don't bring them. It's a it's a mistake. Damon, if I am ever in a relationship ever again, which, you know, that's that's kind of up in the air, I'll try and keep that in mind. 
right. it's not always the best pickup line when you uh, no. walk up to a young lady and say, "Hey, you know, I uh, I'm the host of the I don't want to brag, but I'm the host of the number one uh, Japanese pro wrestling podcast on iTunes." Uh, <laughs> yeah, they just line up for you. Yeah, so, I, I was thinking that the panties would be just dropping, but man, it no. doesn't seem to be the case. Anyway, all right. Well, listen, give us some time. Um, so here we go. So we're in here. Uh, this was in April or May. So we go, we sit down there. Um, we meet a guy from Australia who's part of the um, um, classic pro wrestling group. Who nice. was there at the time? Ozzy uh, um, uh, Osborne, fan? No, Ozzy, Ozzy, like Ozzy, as in like Australian. Michinoku fan, Michi fan. So he does a lot of uploads too of uh, Michinoku pro stuff. So he's he, he was there for a month at the time. Wow. Well, I know where the fuck are these people getting the money for this? That's what Ugh. I wonder. Like <laughs> yeah. do they not have regular jobs or well, he, I, I mean I don't want to steal his gimmick but um or expose his gimmick but um yeah, I think he didn't have a lot of responsibilities at the time from a pure roots down kind of thing. Like he had he you know I don't want to speak for him but he was here for a month. Well, good for him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously, no joke. So, uh we're there, we're sitting, chilling, blah blah blah, first match. Uh, fine. Uh, second match is it's a junior tournament that they have that, that they decided to have. It seems like Wrestle One has a tournament every other week, but this time there was a junior tournament uh, for their for their new junior belt. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be a very similar situation to what we have here with Omega, right? Diving and all this shit. So I'm, I'm mindful of this. So spot comes. Person pops outside the ring, you know, and then somebody's in the ring. And you know how they kind of like set up in the middle of the ring and they're going to bounce off the far rope. Boom, they're going to hit a move, right? So I see this and I'm like, okay, we got to get the fuck out. So I, I kind of grab her by the shirt and I'm like, we, it's, it's, this is coming our way. We, we might want to move, right? So here he comes, bounces off the ropes. He's ready to do his dive. Here he comes, literally, Colin. And there, sorry, I use literally, but fuck it, I'm using a fuck and a literally. Over the top, they don't catch him. He, he clears the, the wrestling pile that's supposed to catch him. I pull my wife away. Boom! Crashes into the exact seat she was sitting in. She would have been wiped out, right? Good so God. She's, so she's standing there looking at me like, what the fuck is this, right? And this is a girl that's been to she's been, this is not her first pro wrestling show. She's been to pro wrestling show. I'm sure she has. Yeah, she's been to a few. So she knows. You know, I mean she she kind of, you know, she knows what to expect to a certain degree. But she's like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "All right, all right, I'm right, all right, I know something." So we're standing there, and all the Japanese people are laughing at us like, like <laughs> seriously, we're like, we're like she's like, "Now we're well, now we're fucking assholes." Stupid guys. Right, exactly. So Boom. We, I set up the seat. She's now sitting in a seat that's just, it is completely bent. She's basically sitting on my lap, right? So, uh, some, some more shenanigans happened in this match. Here they come the fuck again. They're going to brawl in the crowd. They're going to brawl in the crowd. So now I'm grabbing her again, and I'm like, hey, we can't fucking stay here. So we kind of walk around. And I, and I knew the, the way to the balcony. Usually for some shows, they have the balcony that's open for general admission, right? So I knew the steps that were there. So I was like, look, we'll just stand up at general admission. It's not a big deal. You know, it's not. So we go up, and I took the wrong way, and they didn't open up. You know, they have the, the two balconies on each side, right? Right. Um, 
where they hold like they hang the banners. Like every time you see a show, you see like the spray painted banners and shit. Um, well, usually they're general admission right there. So I go up to the one, but it wasn't the right side. It was actually the side that the workers were on, right? So we're watching like guys work out their spots. <laughs> like like we're backstage basically, right? And uh my wife's like, We're not we're not supposed to be here, are we? <laughs> and I was like, um, no, probably not, but just let's just we're we look American and we might look like you know somebody, you know, just you know, just stand here. Um, and then she got nervous. She's like, no, we can't stay here. We're going to get in trouble, blah, 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 blah. So we go back downstairs and I was like, look, if we go to Ribera's right now, we'll, we'll leave, but we're going to fucking Ribera's. She's like, fine, we'll go to Ribera's. So we went to Ribera's and that was my wrestle one story. Again, to wrap this up, never bring your girlfriend or wife to a wrestling show because dumb shit like this will happen, which leads me back to the point of why the fuck are they doing these dangerous goddamn spots that are literally, somebody's going to get really fucked and somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt bad. It's bound to happen sooner or later. It, yeah, and, and they're completely unnecessary. They really are. They're, they're in, the, in the context of a match, they're really not that important. And listen, if you feel the need that you want to do a dive, do it on a corner. Like the Kushida, you know, top turnbuckle flip thing, you know. You'll do it in, in, a, in, a, in a way that you're not going to wipe out nine robes. I don't get that thinking. I don't understand why. Because, you know, if you watch some of this stuff, a lot of times, the guys that are supposed to be catching people aren't really catching people. And it, and it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just old guy again, get off my lawn, but Christ, it just seems really unnecessary. Well, nevertheless, how about Rapongi Vice picking up the win here against Chase Owens and Kenny Omega after <laughs> yeah. that Omori driver dropkick combo? I liked this match, Colin. I liked the trash can shit. I liked the flag shit. I liked the interfe uh, interference stuff. I I thought this match was 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 really fun. I I liked it. Moving on here up the card to the the co-main event of the evening, if you will, the Young Bucks taking on the team of Mascara Dorada and Taguchi. Let me tell you something. This match was great. This match had it all. First of all, the Young Bucks coming out. You know, <laughs> always. Always a pleasure, you know, to see those guys uh, doing doing their antics and but just tearing it up in the ring. Um, and Dorada and Taguchi, I, I I kind of dig this tag team. I thought this match was great. They tore down the house. This was a PWG main event. Oh yeah, I and I'm seeing. You know, th two stars, three stars. I thought this match was fantastic. The comedy spots were great. I don't listen. I'm I'm the old guy here, and I'm telling you right now, if you don't find the young bucks fun, entertaining, and every match enjoyable, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm sorry. I, I don't give a shit about. Call it instant gratification. Call it whatever you want. Call them. I love the young bucks, and this match was. Young Bucks, one hundred percent. Plenty of this. Colin, this. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Not to cut anything off. You're not gonna believe this. What? There's Jehovah Witnesses at my door right now. You're kidding. I see him walking down the step. Holy shit! Can you bring the microphone to them? This could I, be. You know what? Let's, let's see. Let's get. A, let's see if we can get a take on uh, the Young Bucks match. Yeah. What do they think about the Young Bucks? I'm curious. That would be great. Let me see if they. I'm not. I'm not letting these fucking animals in my house. Uh. Yeah, look at them. 
Oh, you son of a bitch. I got to be honest with you. I don't think I could do that. Go knocking door to door. Well, they're all over. I mean, on a Sunday at 12 o'clock. I mean, uh, I mean, this is – I don't live in, a, in, a, in an affluent neighborhood, right, by no means. I would say we're upper middle class. I'd say this is an upper middle class neighborhood. Sure. It's – you, you got – you got football games coming on in a couple minutes here. Hey, there's going to be some angry people. They're going to get some grumpy people answering that door. I would All be right. scared if I was one of them. I, I I could never do it. All right, anyway. they're Anyway, I, I, I love Young Bucks so much, I gave those guys my credit card number. They know my credit card number. They can use that any time to do whatever they want, but I entrusted them with that yeah. information. That's how much I love these kids. Look, they're great, and and I think Dorada is fantastic. Oh, what a what a waste of his run, right? What a waste of his time in New Japan. If, uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm shitting on something New Japan does, is it's that. He was, he's was he been wasted. Mascara Dorada. Oh, my God. First of all, you know what my favorite spot is that he does? I don't even know how to describe it. But it is when he runs uh, to the turnbuckle and kind of does this crisscross thing on the ropes. He like, yeah, he bounces from the one, goes to the up. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that boggles my mind each time I see it. Like, how? How how is that even done? You know, we talk about Ricochet and how he, you know, is so athletic. The the, the air that Dorada gets is unbelievable. And the fact that he can levitate, I don't know how he does it, but the man can levitate because because he he dives and I don't know how where a normal human being would start to come down. He is actually coasting and then comes down. Um he's got wings, I believe. Um maybe he's drinking Red Bull too. Maybe he is too. Um, and I, this is the best Taguchi match I've seen in uh, months. I know, and anytime I see uh, a match on the card with Taguchi, I'm I'm kind of like, eh, you know, it's it, it's no secret that Taguchi isn't one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite junior heavyweights in New Japan. However, in this match, <laughs> Taguchi was awesome in this match. I loved everything about this match. Listen, even the silliness of the of the finger in the high knee, the old thumb in the butt, the old spot. Thumb the, <laughs> you know that one well. Hey now, uh, I'm not sure what what you what meant mean by, by that, that, Damon. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you've had some colon issues, colon issues. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard that joke? I'm sure you've heard. You've gotten many. Oh, colon. don't he, really? Don't, yes, don't, I, 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 I had a guy at work call me that by mistake, like. <laughs> Like what? he 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 wasn't saying it to be fresh or anything. Right. He was just he's he said, "Hey, Colin, come here." Like, oh. really, dude. First of all, I spell my name, I spell my name C O L L I N. It is two L's, so that further inf- enforces the fact that it's Colin. So anyway, I'm sorry. All right, sorry to bring back horrible childhood memories. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, the, the the thumb and the butt, and then you know they're. they're you know, trying to stick it in each other's mouth. <laughs> that's the that's that's the uh, five year old in me. They got they got a, an absolute chuckle out of that. I was laughing very much. But this match was great, Colin. Ah, uh, Colin. <laughs> I, I can't. Now I can't stop wanting to call you Colin. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we 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 are taking applications for a new PuroCast <laughs> co-host. If you are interested, so tweet us at PuroCast or interact with us on Facebook and uh, send in your send in your demo MP3s. I'm sorry. All right, that's enough of that. But yeah, um, I don't think that uh, the people who are who are who are thumbs down in this match, 
you, you're you know, insane. Yeah, this was really a good match, and this is and this is everything that 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 you would think that I wouldn't like, but this this was, I, you you couldn't walk away with this and be like, this is this is, uh, it was just, and I hate when people use fun as an adjective, like cause to me that's just kind of lazy, you know. Well, why was what do you mean fun? You know, what what it's pro wrestling, <laughs> you know. Um, this was so. Like you, 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 if this was the last match you saw and you didn't have a smile on your face, just you know, get some medication and cheer up, pal, because this is good stuff. Yeah. This, this was really good. Like you said, normally I'm not uh, big on the whole comedy thing either, but the comedy spots that that, that were in this match. I mean, how about the one? I, I, I got a laugh out of the one where uh, Dorada and Taguchi were going to do a dive to the outside, but then. They didn't. They uh, kind of like rolled back, and then they did the dual suckets. Yeah, <laughs> come yeah. on. That, I mean, that was hilarious. That and and, and um, I mean, you listen. You're finishing up with a Meltzer driver. Oh you know, yeah. They, they they dust that off for a bit for a big yeah, spot. Jim this Cornette's is, favorite finisher. I I think it's great. I love the uh, Meltzer driver. I think the I think the young bucks get a bad rep from older guys and gals. Who you know, and I think they're just put it this way. I think they're more older guys and gals um, that like the young bucks that don't. I just think that there's a noisy contingent of older people that really, you know, think that they're they are what they are in in destroying the business. And it's just like all right. It's 2015. Pro wrestling has changed and evolved. Get over it. Is, it. it is. It is. But but here's the thing. It's not even that. It's it's just. The matches are good. They're still good matches. I, I you know, I, I, I get everything involved. You know, that kind of gets my nerves a little bit in the sense that everybody, this is the same argument I said when I was 20 and 30, you know, when, you know, when, and when we're talking about Benoit and Liger, trust me, the, the words out of my mouth were, why aren't these guys being pushed and signed and world champions and everything? And they were getting buried, right? And 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 back in the day, even before that, you know, you know, we look at Dusty Rhodes with these rose-colored glasses. Um, I don't. <laughs> well, 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 many people do, right? And you know, back in the day, as we travel in our time machine, people shit on Dusty Rhodes. You know, the 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 ugh, the smart fans, right? We we weren't thrilled with dusty being on top and dusty was on top a lot and we were like what the fuck is this blob of shit only because he has the book right he's on top right discounting the fact that the guy's got a ton of charisma the guy is a fucking draw to everyone else except us right and yet and still we're still paying for tickets too um my point being is that it goes it this is an old argument because i said the same what people are saying about the young bucks right is what People who are older than me were saying to me about Liger and Chris Benoit. About how, oh my God, they're doing so much. And oh my God, they're fucking destroying the business. And how can you have a a, a, a move like that and have somebody get up? What do you mean? A top rope power bomb? What, what? It's the same shit. I, it's the same. I, it, it, it's, it's been done before. So, you know, you could say, well, it's, the business has evolved. And no, it, it's not. It's called life. And unfortunately, we're at certain pockets of time where communication and 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 being able to c- communicate those thoughts has gotten to a point where it's just a matter of picking up your cell phone, right? So you hear a lot more of it. It's not necessarily in ev- evolution. It's the same shit, just a different day, 
right? Because it's the same argument that I had fucking, you know, 1992, 93, replace the Young Bucks with Benoit and Liger. That's an interesting way to look at it. You really, you kind of blew my mind there. I, I, listen, I do that a lot, guys. I'm, I'm fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Uh, oof, that really took a lot out of me, though. I'm, I'm starting to get a little. Calm down, warm. calm down. Save, right. sa- save your energy for this last match. All right, buddy. But, uh, Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, Matt uh, pinned Dorada after they hit the Meltzer driver, and I wh- one one more thing. I love I love how uh, Nick does the Undertaker thing. You know, with the hand yeah. to the ear at the end. Yeah. Uh, so many little nice little nuggets in this match. This is uh, I loved this match and. Again, for the people who who are thumbs down in it, I don't get it. I, we we don't have a lot in common then. Now this main event, normally you know, uh, for the long time listeners of the Purecast, we don't uh, traditionally give out star ratings here. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give this main event four and three quarter stars. We wow. had the team of Ricochet and Matt Seidel taking on the Time Splitters. My th- this match, this match kicked ass. This was a kick-ass match. Four and three quarters. Yeah, four and a half, four and a half, four and three quarters. Yes, I was. I think it's a. I, th- I think it's a solid four. I'm hesitant to go above the the halfway mark. Well, here's Listen, why I'm going I'm, above that. Do you remember okay. uh, what was it? Uh, Time Splitters versus Red Dragon. I do. A lot of people gave that four stars. I think you even did. Mm-hmm. This this was better. way better than that match. So yeah. that's why I'm going four and three quarters. I, uh, I'm, I loved this match. I, I really, really, really loved it. And I get hesitant, like when people, like when you can start getting close to the fives, you know, in the four, you know, high fours. I, I, I am guilty of this. Of I'm probably just oh, excited. Maybe, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I like you excited. You're a good guy. Um, I, I, great match, great match. Uh, shocking finish. Um, you know, I I think I originally said last week on the preview show that the time splitters were going to pick up the win here. Um, you did. We went we went with conservative. The well, more the more uh, I got into this match, and the longer it went, I I almost found myself rooting for Ricochet and Seidel. So um, yeah, I wanted I, I wanted Ricochet Seidel. I, I think that, and I said last week that that's like the most interesting way to go with this. You know to to, to for a fresh new energetic uh, approach, I, I I mean look who's in the ring, look who's in the ring, in a main event at Cork and Hall, and again I see people that are kind of hand waving this stuff, and I'm thinking well, I don't know what else you want. How could you hand wave this match? I don't know. You have I, I, for, first of all Rick, Ricochet and Matt Seidel together, uh, a dream team. Come on. And, I'm into it. And the time splitters, you know, we know how good they are. You know, Shelly and Kushida together. This, no, this this was a dream tag team match. I'm sorry. And if you're if you're hand waving this, and 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 if you're, uh, I, I I don't know if you're really a fan of pro wrestling. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna go that far, but it's it, we don't have we don't have the same tastes. No, we, de- we, de- definitely, yeah, we definitely not. We don't have the same tastes, and and that's cool. And listen, if you don't, if you prefer different style, you know, that's 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 okay. But you're but wrong. To, <laughs> I, I would tend to agree. But you know, this is to me, this is pro wrestling. This is what pro wrestling is. And god damn, I, 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 you can't go wrong with it. I mean, look, the finish of. Double shooting star presses is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, beautiful. Uh, 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 what? 
I don't know, Colin. I don't know. I I I I find it hard to believe that people, you know, the, these last two matches, I'm 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 super fans of, and and I and I feel like I'm talking in in general terms, but man, this is this is two great uh, light heavyweight style pro wrestling matches that incorporated a lot of different styles in there. Nothing. I thought it was great. I, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I thought it was great. I loved the start of this match too, with the hesitant handshakes, and especially, I, I, I especially love the interactions between Alex Shelley and Matt Seidel. You know, two guys who have, uh, you know, started off, and you know, they both. I, I, I think they were both in ROH at the same time. You know, back back in the early 2000s, were they not? Yeah, probably. I. You know what? Um. It, it seemed to me, you know, it seemed like their interactions were were a little bit more personal. Yeah, yeah. So, and and pro- somebody's probably yelling. This is a perfect example to write it down and point out our errors. They were a tag team, and she's. I don't know. They were probably in, in a faction or something together. Yeah, for maybe. all I know, I mean, but, it's probably something obvious that we're that we're missing. But the but point I is, guys, guys who have been down, you know, similar roads and who have worked in the same locker rooms, yeah. you know, since the two thousands, and yeah, just. The, the 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 little interactions like that and the facial expressions and you know the hesitant handshakes that that added so much to this match I think yeah I know what I loved in these three matches there was they were different matches it wasn't even like you were getting three of the same matches these matches were were all really good. And it kind of felt like they were different styles. They brought different things to the to the table, you know. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, uh, Rapongi Vice versus Chase Owens and Kenny Omega was a much different match than the Bucks versus Dorada and Taguchi, and that match was a lot different than Ricochet and Seidel versus the Time Splitters. You know, they they all had their own unique flavors, and uh, it, yeah, no, I, but they're I all agree. good. Right, and I think that you could put them all. You know, if you had to put a label on all of them, they are all junior styles. And again, it it kind of harkens back to the fact that the way that the, this junior division is, you have all these different flavors of of the same style, and it, and that's it's it's you know maybe a terrible example, but it's all you know I don't know. No, I'm not even. I, it's terrible. I was going to use a pizza analogy, but <laughs> terrible. Um, Look, you, I think everybody gets what I'm saying, and this and this match kind of speaks to that. In that, it's, it was worked a bit a bit differently than the other ones that were previous, and they were still able to have an exciting, great, challenging, fun to watch match that 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 delivered to me. To me, it delivered. And when you look at uh, you know Ricochet and Matt Seidel, two two super athletes, those guys like. You just look at them, and I, I guarantee you, they never touch a piece of bread <laughs> in their diet. I mean, no, Jesus, no. how do you? That's what they do. They don't touch a piece of bread, whereas I'm eating a loaf a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Damon McDonald diet: loaf of bread a day. <laughs> yes, a little olive oil. Um, I, you know what? You're gonna think I'm an animal, but I spent what two weekends ago? I spent thirty something dollars on olive oil. I no, I I'm I'm totally on board with you. Really, olive I oil. I love a good olive oil. Oh, oh God! Oh. Well, first of all, it's very good for you. It's heart healthy. Is it? Um, yeah, it's it's delicious. Um, that'll balance out all the coke I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> exactly. You you and but uh, I, I eat I eat a loaf of bread and some delicious olive oil. Well, you're bill of health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I have residue around my nose. I don't do cocaine, by the way, people. Please let that be known. It's a gimmick. It's it's a it show, is. people. This is a show. Yeah. So Red Dragon is going to face Rapungi Vice at the next event, and then we're gonna have the Young Bucks versus Ricochet and Matt Seidel, which is another dream tag team match in my estimation. Uh, Damon, how how do you see this going? Let's get into this. Well, I think that if you make the assumption that you saw the Young Bucks uh, and Red Dragon in previous years, right? We, we made that point last last week. If we if we say that we don't want to see the same, I guess we got to go uh, with uh, Seidel and, and, and Ricochet, right? I mean, to get to get the win over the Young Bucks. I mean, and here's the thing too: you beat the Time Splitters, which again, here's Kushida. Woo wee! Poor Kushida. I, I mean, guy was on top of the world, face of the junior heavyweight division, and look at him now. I say this jokingly, but 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 he slept with somebody's wife or something. Because yeah, there's no way that you could just drop like a rock like he has. He, uh, I mean, he's he can't get a he can get a first round junior tag win at this point. Um, Kushida and Abushi should like start a tag team together. Yeah, the lovable losers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Let's go. They they get the win. Seidel and Ricochet. Let's go all in. So let's say they beat the Bucks. And yes. Then we got, and then we got uh, what Red Dragon and. Uh, uh, Rapongi, right? Yeah, we got Red Dragon versus Rapongi Vice. Now, right. now the winner, the now, now the winner of this tournament is going on to Wrestle Kingdom. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, so how about this? How about Rapongi Vice beats Red Dragon? Okay, and then okay. Ricochet and Seidel uh, beat the Young Bucks. Right. And then Ricochet and Seidel win the tournament. And that way, this over over Rapongi, yeah, over Rapongi. So that way, the 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 Red Dragon versus Ricochet Seidel match is fresh. It's something we've never seen before, and uh, now now that that would be uh, a junior tag match worthy of the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Come on, I agree. Now, but we're forgetting one very important thing. Yes, Red Dragon. They they haven't really lost as a tag team. Right? No. They have this ridiculous run, um, something like eighty percent of matches they they're, they're winning. Even in like mixed tags, they're not taking a fall. They're very protected, so they're not gonna they're not gonna do that on this show. So if Red Dragons lose, and I would think they're losing in at a dome, right? They wouldn't do all this build to have them lose in a semifinal of a tag tournament. Right? Fair point. So while it it, it is in a, a a fun, interesting, and and thought provoking. Uh, situation and scenario that you present i'm going to go with the easy hand and i'm going to say uh sidell because again let's go all in with sidell and 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 ricochet you know they got the win let's give them another two young bucks red dragon we've seen this before it's the exact same main event last year let's give it a little something different three red dragon very protected they get the win they take on ricochet and sidell man i'm brilliant <laughs> you're, you're, you're on a roll today, but Ooh, I, I, I should have fevers more often. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a fever every show. I know. But Ricochet and Seidel, yeah, I definitely want to see them together at the Dome in the uh, Junior Tag Team uh, Championship match. 
uh, yes, but uh, but I don't know what they're going to do with Omega. Like, who's getting a shot at Omega? Well, how about Omega versus Kushida again? Well, they're doing a bang up job of getting ready for the dome. <laughs> well, there's all this there, there's all this build for Kushida on NJPW World for some reason. I, I, listen, because he's a fucking lovable looking guy. I mean, listen, you're gonna put anybody, uh, you know, you're gonna sell anything. Kushida's got the most trustworthy face of anybody in the promotion. I think I could sell, you know, I don't know something not sellable. You know. could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. You used that before. I did. I did. I need some new material. Well, that's all right. We'll work on that. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any correlation between they did a wacky video on NJPW World that nobody watched, and we're going to give this guy a main event at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> you know what I was watching on NJPW World one time? This was months ago. But, like, I found myself sitting there watching a video of Hiroshi Tanahashi just lifting weights in the gym. <laughs> That's what the video was. This is not doing anything to help promote your your. I know, right? Your heterosexual lifestyle. I I I I know, I know. It's not, but like, I was just sitting. I'm I, I'm sitting there like months ago. Like this is like before the G1, watching Tanahashi fucking lift weights in a gym somewhere in Tokyo. Like, oh god. Woo wee! I don't want to see your Brazzers history. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, maybe we can get them as a sponsor on here. Brazzers. Not that I've ever seen a Brazzers video. On a serious um, note, though, when um, is the continuation of this Super Junior Tag Tournament? At which show do you know offhand? It's the, what is it, uh, the 1st, right? November 1st? Okay, November 1st, all right. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I think that's it. Oh, wait a minute, time out. Okay, I actually had my toe caught in my chair. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that how really, painful. That really was, because I could not get it out. There's been a lot today. I've had Jehovah Witnesses. I have a fever. I have a fever. I've had Jehovah Witnesses at my door, and I just got my toe stuck in my chair. This is not a good day for me. So November 1st at Korakuen Hall, we're going to see the uh, the culmination of this uh, junior tag tournament. And then uh, the final two teams are going to face each other at Power Struggle. So... so uh, Again, Damon, give me give me your uh, prediction for the final match at Power Struggle. Uh, for the tag tournament? Right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just taking care of my bloody toe. <laughs> um, uh, I'm saying Seidel, Red Dragon. Uh, Seidel, Ricochet, Red Dragon. I agree. I agree. Um, and so so let's say, uh, are you picking Red Dragon to win that match? Um, well... The finals doesn't necessarily mean title, right? Right. So the Red Dragon could possibly lose and then build for a rematch at the Dome because there would be no point in them winning the tournament and then what, right? They're already the champions. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that the protection of Red Dragon is in jeopardy. And I'll say Seidel and Ricochet win so that they can go to the Dome and challenge for the belts. Yes, so I think I'm on the same page with you there. Um, and again, Power Struggle is November 7th, and that is um, two Saturdays from now. So so next week at this time, we're going to be doing our Power Struggle preview show. So you'll have that to look forward to. But uh, before b- before we wrap things up here on today's edition of the PuroCast, um, I have some Twitter business to address here. All right. Um, somebody on Twitter 
was asking us about the possibility of sort of doing a uh, end of year award ceremony, if you will, where we have the fans vote on uh, specific categories and then we'll announce them on here. And the gentleman was at UJ Coach Ryan and he said, how about a PuroCast Best of NJPW 2015 Awards voted on by the listeners? I'd be willing to set a poll if you'd like. And I understand that you are uh, kind of in communications with him working on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was a great idea, and uh, that's, that's a definite possibility here as we uh, draw nearer to the close of 2015. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, it's kind of weird because when he tweeted that, I was – uh, earlier, maybe that day or the day before, I was kind of thinking, well, it's already because somebody said, well, yeah, it's like close to Halloween or something like that. And it finally kicked in like, oh, my God, it's the end of the year. And then oh, kind of putting two and two together. And then he tweeted that. So, yeah, um, I'll take care of that. Well, all right, I'll take care of it, I guess. I guess I got to go on Twitter and do it. <laughs> um, you have to do uh, some work, Damon. Come on. I, mean, I know I'm doing it. most of it here. I know, but uh, that was the deal. I don't like social media. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'll get a hold. And uh, I don't know why we're talking about production stuff on air. But, yes, expect a direct tweet from me. And then uh, we'll get that lined up. Maybe some year-end award that where you, the listener, can get your feedback and have your say on the PureCast. Also, a correction that we have to make from last week's show that uh, one of our fine listeners has called us out on. Uh, he is at Diego92Mad, and he said, Naito never got to hit his finisher on Tanahashi. Striker live, thought Gloria was Naito's finisher, and got you confused. Yeah, um, that, <laughs> that, that, that was my fault, actually, because I think that I'm the one who who said that 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 because I was complaining that Tanahashi just kicked out and you know didn't sell it but apparently apparently that wasn't Naito's main finisher but does doesn't it look similar though yeah they're very similar in the sense that his finisher and I and and I again the name escapes me and I wouldn't be able to pronounce it right anyway so um is more of a flip backwards whereas gloria is more of a side slam and i know that's a terrible way to distinguish between the two but it's but but there is a difference and gloria was always a bit of a setup move um used by naito um so like matter of fact if you watch some of the older access tv stuff uh morrow does a great job of of uh kind of pointing some of that out previously so yes, uh, we did kind of drop the ball there, and you know there was a moment there where I was like, I don't remember the finish, but I do remember that, and so I kind of went with Colin as well, and um, we both, you know, blew it. So yeah, they're, they're both <laughs> flippy doodle finishers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they're they're similar. They, listen, they're, they're they're they are similar, but um, yes, good work out of uh, that listener. Yes, well thank done. you at Diego ninety two Mad. Thank you for. Uh, Supporting the PuroCast and pointing out our mistakes here. It is <laughs> seriously There's plenty of them, guys. Yeah, there, there, there is a plethora of them each and every episode, so thank you for uh, correcting that. Uh, just a few more things here. Um, <laughs> one of these was a statement, Damon, that I want to get your take on. And uh, this user is at Ryan Davis Speaks, and he says, The similarities between Colin Rich and Damon Joe are insane. Of course, he's referencing to... Uh, Voices of Wrestling. Um, what, what, what's your take on that, Damon? It is. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, let's not 
that's not lie. I mean, it is. It's not, certainly not intentional. But it, yeah. I mean, aside from you know, Joe's Joe's Tinder game is is much stronger than mine would ever be, given the, the technology. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, on the surface, and again, I think this is on the surface. Uh, you know, I kind of come across as a little bit of a loose cannon, and maybe Joe the same. I I, I think Joe is a lot more of an eloquent uh, speaker, and he and he gets he's he does he does a great job of making his points clear and concise. Whereas I'm more of a rambly blah 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 kind of guy. Um, and on the surface, maybe Rich is a little bit more of the straight guy, and, and Colin, I think, uh, you know, on the surface, maybe you play that role. So, but I think that there's a similar. Um, we play each off, off each other similarly. We uh, both like very similar styles of pro wrestling. Um, you know, if there's if there's people who are giving reviews, you know, I kind of lean toward the Rich and, and, and Joes of the world because I think that we all have very similar tastes when it comes to the pro wrestling that we enjoy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think Joe actually is from central Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, he lives in Texas now where, you know, I'm, I'm right outside Philadelphia and Jersey. Um, so again, yeah, there are some similarities. Uh, there's some differences, I think, but, um, yeah, I, I, I can see where somebody could say that. Sure. Why yeah, not? So, so thank you, Ryan Davis speaks for that interesting observation, but let's, but also let's, let's also make a perfect point clear too. Uh, Col- uh, uh, uh Rich and Joe have been doing this. They, they they've been doing this for a couple of years now, dude. Sure. You know, they they they've been they've been doing this for a while. So if if anything, the big thing to take away from that is like like at least they commit to doing this every single week, you know, and there are times where they they can't make it happen for their schedules and such, but you know, it's, that says something. You know, there's there's a lot of people that get into this and then they're like, "Uh, oh, this sucks" or "I don't have time" or uh, you know, it says something to the, for the longevity of their show and the popularity. You know, they wouldn't do it if people didn't listen either. You know, they're not just talking into a vacuum. Um, so, you know, to me, they're they're one of the shows that I listen to a lot because I do I do find them entertaining and fun, and they've been doing it for a long time. And uh, I don't think we're anywhere near that level at this point. But you know, if we have one third of the popularity or respect that the uh, internet community. I just sounded like an old person. The internet wrestling community um, has, then uh, great. I think uh, we will have done our job well. And last thing here was uh, a question I got that I promised I would address on the show, and and because it, w- it was something that I couldn't respond to in 140 characters or less. Um, at gaming gumboot has <laughs> a, a question. Name. Yes, I know. At gaming gumboot, he says question. How you guys would rank the top three NJPW guys, Nakamura, Okada, Tanahashi, as technicians, characters, and overall? Thanks. Um, that is a loaded <laughs> how question. You, how would you describe the meaning of life in <laughs> thanks? Yeah. <laughs> right, I, 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 we can do a show just on that alone, can't we? Yeah, uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kazushika Okada, and Hiroshi Tanahashi are in the top five pro wrestlers in the world. There's my answer. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> but, you know, to, to, to rank break... Them, rank them up. Rank, yeah, rank them up. I mean, listen, we, I'm, I know that we're going to... If we're looking at year-end awards, right, we're going to go into greater detail of the value that each of these three guys bring and who's number one. 
Um, and that's going to be at a different show, I would think, right? I think we can agree with that, right? Absolutely. But if you want right. to give me just a quick ranking right now. Yeah, like quick ranking, couple reasons. Why not? One, let's, two, let's, three? Let's, yeah. Uh, uh, I, listen, I only have a fever you know, and a, and a bloody toe at this point. <laughs> Okada, to me, is number one. I mean, this guy just has the total package. He's got the look. He's smooth as silk in the ring. He's a great technician. Um, everything that he does is just clean and crisp. And uh, he has a presence about him, you know. Like I said, he's his his uh, his character, you know, this rainmaker moniker that that he has is uh, it's believable. It's yeah, Okada is just you know to me right to me right now, Okada is the best pro wrestler in the world. I if if I'm going to rank mine, Okada would be at the top as well. And I think you have to factor in a couple different things. One, age. The guy's in his twenties. Yeah, he's you know, 27. You know, you know that that in his career, barring and again, knock on wood, a major injury or, or or something terrible to happen in his career, you know you're going to be getting a lot more quality matches out of him. Whereas Tanahashi and and possibly even uh, Nakamura are kind of on that leveling off on on their way down when it comes to that, right? And that's just age and and the the beating that their bodies have taken. The second thing is this, you know, when and you could say this a lot for all three, but I just think consistently, you know, when you talk about these Rev Pro shows and you talk about these Ring of Honor shows and you talk about all these other different side projects and such, every time, and, and point me to the bad one, guys, but just about every time Okada has the opportunity to wrestle one of the these companies' big guys, big stars, right, who are trying to make it a name for themselves, it's, it's Okada, and Okada gives them plenty of opportunity to shine, right? Roddy Strong, um, going back uh, to, to, to um, these, these Rev Pro shows. There's, there, there's so many different – with um, um, Will Ospreay. Yes. There's so, so many different opponents and so many different styles and so many different um, levels of talent that Okada gets in the ring with when it comes to these types of shows, but they always come out smelling like a rose. And that speaks volumes to me. That that really is impressive to me. So, yes, in, in New Japan and the body of work that he's able to do and, and, and all that he's able to accomplish, awesome. But even the stuff outside, it's, it is pretty amazing what he can do. And, right, everything he touches from from his entrance to when he leaves and, this, and, and what he does in the ring, I got to give him number one. I got to give him the, the number one spot. I am giving the number two spot to uh, a guy who I would also probably have to say is the MVP of NJPW this year, this year uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, here's a guy who can ha- who, who who can pull a, a good to great match out of almost anybody. You know, we saw that with Bad Luck Fale. Um, you know, his look, his charisma, um, uh, a performer that drug njpw out of the dark ages and uh you know brought them back to prominence as in my opinion the best pro wrestling company in the world um you know he's he's pushing 40 now he's 38 he's getting up there in age but god he's still wrestling at the top of his game and let me tell you something i the the these two road to power struggle shows you know the the short amount of time that we got to see uh, Tanahashi and Okada in, in in the ring together, you know, I'm I'm psyched for matchup <laughs> for, for their next match. Yeah, 
everything that you said plus count the count the four star matches, count the five star matches. It speaks for itself. He's everything that you said plus that. So you know, if if gun to my head, I'm taking Okada first. You know, as as all the, checking the checking the box on all those criteria that you mentioned. Number two is is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Tanahashi, and it's and trust me, it's not like there's a large margin between the two. Maggle, if you were going to build a sports <laughs> entertainer from the ground up, he would look like Kazuchika Okada. <laughs> he certainly would. <laughs> and, and and number three, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura. And not to, you know, okay, a lot of people. This is this is a tough one. You know, I know a lot of people. You know, a lot of a lot of big name pro wrestlers who would say that Shinsuke Nakamura is the best pro wrestler in the world right now. Uh, with that being said, if we're if we're looking at the year 2015, um, he hasn't been as um, I don't I don't think he's been as consistent as Tanahashi and Okada have. Would you agree with that statement or not? I mean, look, look, he does have at least two match of the year candidates from 2015 right. with Ibushi and Tanahashi. Right. But I, I don't know what it is about Nakamura in the year 2015. He hasn't. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Well, let's let's if, if you're just using 2015 as a criteria, you know, Tanahashi didn't do jack shit besides that, besides right. the dome and G1. Uh, that that stretch between even in the G one though Tanahashi I felt was now I know Nakamura you know he got, had the elbow injury but Tanahashi was more consistent in the G one yeah absolutely but but again you're talking about how Nakamura really wasn't on point when it came to the calendar year of 2015 you know you could have the same argument with Tanahashi Tanahashi didn't do nothing the minute the minute the bell rang after that dome show he didn't do anything. Right? He was sitting there with Yano and, and getting beat in three minutes and roll-ups and ball shots and all that stuff. Well, he was spent after that Wrestle Kingdom match. And, and, and rightfully so, but 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 calling a spade a spade, you know, until the G1 hit and, and he had that match with Ibushi, that's really when he started catching fire in the G1. Same can be said about Nakamura, right? Well, you know what? I can't even say that because Nakamura had some great matches with, with Goto. He did. You're right. You know, you know it, we forget about those We matches. do forget about those matches. So, so if you're looking at a calendar year of 2015, let's be honest here. I don't know if Nakamura's had 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 a worse match than than, than Tana, a worse um, year than Tanahashi. You're right. I don't think so. Now, you're looking at both these guys, right? Comparing their, their calendar year, the Dome shows were amazing, right? And I'll go so far as to say I I give more marks for Tanahashi for being able to follow Nakamura Bushi. I think that if there's anyone else in this business that had to follow that, they're not living up to it. Not only did they live up to that, in some cases they beat Nakamura and Ibushi. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's been widely debated, you know. Um... Then come back with the G1, where Tanahashi has an absolutely great match with, with uh, Styles, right? Nakamura had a great match with Okada. And then you have the final, which is, you know, if, if there's any match that's in contention of being match of the year that's going to beat these dome matches, it's that final, that, that Tanahashi-Nakamura final. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think 
I think people shitting on Nakamura's year, I think you're missing some stuff. There's some there's some good stuff in there with that with Goto that we're all forgetting. Oh, I didn't say it was a bad year. I but, just but, uh. but but if we're going Tanahashi Nakamura head to head, and and it, when just looking at 2015, mind you, Nakamura's beaten Tanahashi. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. I don't think that there is any other wrestler on the NJPW roster in 2015 who has done more to draw in that North American audience than Shinsuke Bingo. Nakamura. Bingo. Bingo. It, without question. Right? He is the one guy that North American fans can look to and gravitate and be like and and, and hang their hat on. They can that that's that's what's taking him over the top when it comes between Tanahashi and Okada. If you're looking at North American growth and potential, you're hitching your wagon to Nakamura. You you are. You, you'd be nuts not to. Um, Okada maybe second. Tanahashi third. Right? Tanahashi third. So are you changing your order now? Are no, you going Okada no. one, Nakamura no, because, two? No, because for importance of New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan. Because, again, I know people don't want to fucking hear this, but that's all that matters. Wait, this Japanese, is a Japanese promotion? <laughs> it is, what? Colin. It's a Japanese promotion that, that eventually would like to you know, spread their wings into more North American stuff. But, You're out of your mind. I don't know. But, you know, but, you know I think that, 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 you know, that, that growth is still yet to be determined, to be quite frank. But if we're looking at the value of these three guys to New Japan Pro Wrestling— that's what they bring to the table. So Nakamura brings the ability to hitch your wagon to a North American audience because he's the one guy of the three that North American fans can hang on to and be like, I can relate with this guy. I can see this guy. This guy's awesome. This guy's got charisma out his ass. He's fantastic. And the matches are tremendous. Okada, second, because I think you know, I think the, 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 the people are coming around to seeing that. North American people are, are coming around to seeing that. And third... Um, Tanahashi, when it comes to that, my pick is still uh, Okada, Tanahashi, Nakamura. Now, if we're talking best hair, Tanahashi, <laughs> de- definitely number one there. Did no, nah, no arguments I, I, for nah, me. No, nah, I, I disagree. Nakamura, I like the uh, I like the side shave gimmick. The uh, you know you're not gonna get the reference, but he reminds me a little bit of that late in excess singer Michael Hutchins. What? Why would you think I wouldn't get that reference? Because you would like shitty music, and I like good music. Damon, you went to see Blur, <laughs> the, 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 the woohoo racist. band. You son of a bitch. Now, you, you, this is, Blur's the greatest band. I'm not getting into it. Yes, I saw Blur at Madison Square Garden, and they were fucking awesome. And the people, my, my fans in England know the, the joy, the joy of uh, Blur. How dare you? Hey, I, I listen to Dream Theater and Rush. You listen to Blur. You know, tomato, to, whatever. All right, very good. So, uh, I think that about wraps it up here. We almost got into a bloody fist fight at the end, but I, I'm damaged. I got a, a, my fever went up. I'm just letting you know right now. I, I did take my temperature chore and it did go up just for everyone looking at home. So I'll be dead by the time this goes live. Um, and two, uh, my, my toe is really, I, my Colin, I swear to God, my toe was literally caught in the wheel of my, of my chair and you're talking and i'm i'm i literally had my i said literally i but because i literally did have my hand over the microphone and i was almost in tears because my foot my toe was caught in the wheel i I couldn't get it out i think that is actually how they torture people in some countries to get information they trap their fucking toe in a in a chair and right now it's like there's blood like 
all over my toe. I, I really think I don't want to be uh, dramatic, but I think we're going to have to get my foot amputated. I, I, I think it's a strong possibility, but hopefully you'll be back here next week with me, Damon, on the PuroCast. You know, big that's going to be episode number 15 for us, and uh, we're going to be previewing the Power Struggle show. I'll look forward to hearing my eulogy. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I have to put out some feelers for uh, who's going to be the co-host. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll do it solo. Uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you once again for all of your Twitter comments. See, we do read them on air. This is kind of a first, uh, a, a new segment, if you will, here on the PuroCast. So please keep sending in your comments at PuroCast. You can also interact with us on Facebook, which Damon does a wonderful job of keeping up with uh, all the Facebook comments. Seriously, Damon. I, I don't, listen, I you know me. I don't like the social media. I'm not, you don't like people. I know, you're like Brock Lesnar. I don't. I am. Brock Lesnar's my hero. Oh my god! When he was yapping on about how he, I fucking have a farm and a wall and you know, I built a bubble. I was like, "You're my man. I would love." It. Yeah, Brock Lesnar just all about grilling and banging sable. Hey, I can't argue. I, I how how can you knock that? All right, we're done. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for subscribing to us on iTunes. Remember, if you click that subscribe button on our New Japan PuroCast feed, you will get each and every episode delivered to your mobile device first, which is usually on a Sunday evening. And of course, please definitely also subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling feed. So many great shows there. Those guys do an awesome, awesome job. Rich Joe, everyone, and uh, you can also listen to the PuroCast on there and on VoicesOfWrestling.com. We're also on Stitcher Radio. You can look that up uh, if you are an Android user. And, uh, yeah, just lots and lots of ways to uh, listen to us. So on that note, like I said, we're going to be back here next time, next week here, uh, doing our Power Struggle preview show. So... For Damon McDonald, I'm Colin Miller. We'll catch you guys next week. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.